Welcome to Blah Blah Podcast. Put a put a put a put a bow on it. Missile anus. Missile. Miscellaneous. Burger. Burger. King. We're the boys. Hey, mister. You want a turkey club? Did the intro play? Uh, are, are we on? Yes, uh, we are, are on. We, on? we are recording. Okay, good. Uh, we're good. Uh, welcome to Blah Blah Podcast, episode 108. The only show on the web that will, uh, I don't know, do something. Uh, my name is friend of the show, George Lucas. Uh, I was the creator of Star Wars and, uh, and some other stuff. And <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm fairly good for Jason. Um, he is, I don't know, what's, what's the can- canonical reason why he's not here? Uh, Jason, he's actually, he's hosting a panel at the dick sucking convention uh, oh. from, from last week. Okay. Um, it, that's what he told me that he's doing. I don't know what he's actually doing, but. Uh, that's what he told me. Well, that's that voice you hear is Sean Smith. Hello. Uh, how you doing, Sean? I'm good. How are you, George? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, we also got Magic Mike Dowling. I think that's what the kids call you nowadays. Only the cool that kids. Hip. Yeah, it's hip. It's pretty hip. Uh, we also got Mike Freds, uh, who I've never met before. Mike, it's a pleasure to meet you. Mr. Lucas, it is a pleasure to meet you as well, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for, for allowing me to host. Uh, it's I'm, always I'm good a to... huge Star Wars fan. Like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm right? like the biggest Star Wars fan ever. Oh, good. Uh, what do you think of the prequels? I I, I love the prequels. Actually, oh. I'm a, I am a big fan of the prequels. You know, you and I are gonna you're, we're gonna get along nicely. You and me. Thank uh, you. We're, we're gonna be good friends. <laughs> and uh, we also have Jobo. Jobo's here. Jobo, how are you? I'm doing good, George. How are you? Uh, it's always always a pleasure to talk to you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, G- well, George, uh, I I know that you probably are still are tired from your trip out to Orlando uh, this yeah. past weekend. Yeah, it was very very tiring. But you know, it was, it was a nice. You know, they took care of me. Uh, they they put me up in a nice hotel. Um, you know, and they they were able to give me some rooms for for the boys. Uh, you know, my, my ragamuffin crew. <laughs> Did uh, you bring everyone? Yeah, everyone was there. Uh, Tamura, Ma, Chris. <gasps> everyone I, was there. Hayden. I saw Hayden there. He was there. Yeah, Hayden was there. We had a great panel with uh, Ian McShane. Or whatever his name is. <laughs> I, Ian, Ian McDermott. Ian, McDer- Ian McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get uh, more into the Star Wars uh, celebration a little later on the show. But uh, let's start uh, this week with uh, a look at our Twitter poll that we had on um, for this week. And a uh, simple question that we asked. We asked everyone, what is your favorite Easter movie to watch? Um, and uh, it was actually a, a dead tie between first place and second place. Uh, oh. Both getting 17% of the vote. Uh, Ben-Hur, the classic Easter movie. And yeah. uh, The Passion of the Christ, another classic Easter movie. Oh, wow. hmm. Um. Oh. Well, to be fair, most of that movie took place on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It's that 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 you know that time period, that weekend, um, kind of covers covers a lot. Yeah, just I mean, just because yeah. uh, 
you know, certain movies don't take place on on the day of Christmas doesn't mean it's not a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I suppose. <laughs> and uh, our, the, the winner of the poll, both with 33%, was a tie between the Ten Commandments, classic, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, Hop. Hop? 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 The, the uh, Russell Brand is the buddy. Uh, I saw that in theaters. Oh, uh, Mike. <laughs> Why? What, what is Hop? It's, it's a movie with, with brilliant well, CGI. Um, yes. No. Um, really? Huh. It's about a bunny. I, I must be living under a rock because I haven't heard of this movie. Hugh Laurie plays uh, the father of the Easter Bunny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. It was a long way from his house days. <laughs> mm. I don't know. All I know is that it's about an Easter bunny, and it's called Hop. That's all I know. Hmm. They uh, live on Easter Island. <laughs> really? Is that, yes. is that like a thing? Yes. <laughs> Easter Island with the with the heads that have absolutely nothing to do with Easter? <laughs> hey, man. You guys want to know what my favorite Easter movie is? What is that? Top Gun. Top. Why is why is first of all, I don't. I'm not sure if Top Gun's an Easter movie, but why is it your favorite? Yes, it is. It is. I, I always watch it every Easter. Is it because Tom Cruise gets resurrected on the third day? <laughs> no, there's there's the famous uh, the famous quote. I I I feel the need the need for an Easter basket. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Lucas, uh, may I call you George? Yeah, oh, please. By all oh, means. Thank you. Thank you. So, what is your favorite Easter candy? Uh-oh. Oh, God. We're going to be thinking about this for a while. Um, I like rabbit. What? R- rabbit? Yeah. You mean like a chocolate As in rabbit? Like, like a chocolate, yeah. No, I mean like rabbits that I, I hunt in, on my back porch and then I dip in chocolate. Uh, oh. Uh, all right. And I. Uh, you know, they're, they're my delicious so, Easter treat. Do you, do you do just you, take the entire rabbit and, and dip the whole thing into chocolate? Yeah, well, I cook it first. Okay, then, yeah. You know, I don't want to eat raw sense. meat, you know, on Easter. Oh, just on Easter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Easter, you got, you got to put a little effort at Easter. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, then, you, then you dip it in chocolate right. and, then, and then you eat it. George, did, uh, mm-hmm. did, did you and the boys have an Easter egg hunt on the, Sky, uh, the Skywalker Ranch this year? Yeah, we did. Um, it was it was a great Easter egg. But I always have a little fun during the Easter the boys Easter egg hunt, where there's one Easter egg that looks like an Easter egg, but it's actually a thermal detonator. So <laughs> whoever gets the thermal detonator loses, and it has to uh, take the trash out for the month. Oh, that's uh, that's great. Who ended and up? Unfortunately, the, who got it? It was Hayden. Uh-oh. Hayden, Hayden uh-huh. the, and Hayden got the thermal detonator, but not surprised. Man, he just yeah. has terrible luck, doesn't he? Not surprised. Yeah, he really does, you know. But you know, it's you know he's the youngest member, so you know he's he's, mm-hmm. he's still gotta you know he's still gotta you know deal with deal with the stuff. Um, right. Know, to, Who ended up tomorrow's wise? Tomorrow, tomorrow knows where the thermal detonators are, so he he knows where to avoid them. Hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who ended up winning the whole thing? Me, of course. No, I always win. <laughs> Oh, you do it too? Yeah, I do it too. But, I mean, but if I'm you... at an advantage because I know where the <clears throat> eggs are. Yeah, that's that seems like cheating, George. That's... Yeah, well, it's my my Easter egg gun. I can do whatever the hell I want. Oh, <laughs> I, I guess so, George. But that just doesn't seem fair to the boys. Look, you know, it's they understand. They know, um, you know, that I'm the leader, and what I say goes, and I always get what I want. 
that's for, true. For example, you know, I, I had a meeting with the other crime lords in town, and you know, I, I, I put my foot down and I said, I want I want the South Side. Um, that's that's my territory now, and and they all understood. I mean, you know, we, we had to beat them with tube socks, but you know, I think I think at the end of the day they understood. Did you put something in those socks? Yeah, put some butter in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, let's uh, go over to our look at this week at the Dunk Clock. Uh, we are currently sitting at 93 days left before Dunkirk. Oh, 93 days is released. Oh wow! Can't, can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. George, are you looking forward to Dunkirk? I'm sorry. What was that? A part of hearing? I think. Are you, you looking to forward to really Dunkirk? Loud. I think you need to yell it really are you loud. Looking at Dunkirk. Short. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh Dunkirk, yes. Yes, I'm really looking forward to Dunkirk. Oh good. Dunkirk looks like a good movie. And I can't wait to see Dunkirk. What if I told you that uh Christopher Nolan did not use any special effects in the movie? But but it's Dunkirk, man. I mean you can't go wrong with Dunkirk. <laughs> All right, if you say so. Wait, no special effects? Or no CG, I should say. Or no no CG. Okay, I was about to say. Which is probably oh. not true, but uh Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's his directorial choice. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made that choice, but you know, who, who am I to tell someone else what to do? Except all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are running your own company, I mean, yeah, you look like an empire. I'm, I'm running well, an empire here, Mike. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's move on. Um, let's talk about. We're, and we're we are going to talk about the uh, new teaser trailer for the Last Jedi. But I think first, before we go to the teaser trailer, we should talk about the entire weekend that was the Star Wars celebration, which was the 40th anniversary of uh, the original Star Wars film coming out. And uh, there was—I uh, I, don't—I don't mean to correct you, Sean, but it's the 40th anniversary of the unfinished Star Wars that was not true to my vision. Mm. Just, just so you're aware. I, what do you mean? That's you know, a fair point. You know, the the original version that came out was not my my original vision. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. So, does that technically mean that every year is a new anniversary for the first edition? Well, you know, when the, when the Blu-rays came out, that's really my my true vision. You know, I kept saying that you know the special editions were my true vision, but it was never fully there um, oh, until okay. I could change Obi Wan's scream and make the Ewoks blink. <laughs> then that was my true vision. Mm-hmm. All right, if you say so. Um, but anyway, so that's uh, they were having that over the weekend, and uh, there's a lot of panels. I don't know if you guys saw any of the panels that they did. Uh, the two big ones being the 40th celebration with, of course, George uh, and mm-hmm. a bunch of the uh, original cast, including Harrison Ford, um, and uh, the Last Jedi panel, which was where they showed the trailer and they brought out a bunch of cast members onto the stage. Uh, did you guys see any of these panels? And if so, what did you guys think? I, 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 me personally, I missed it. So I got, I got to go back and watch it still. But I, I was keeping up with some of the, some of the things that were going on. Mm-hmm. You know, saw the trailer and all. But in terms of the panels, I didn't really see it. Um, outside of like your Snapchats, John's. Yeah. The extent of my um, experience with the celebration was the Snapchats of George <laughs> Lucas's face. Yeah, it's a beautiful I... face. It was beautiful. I saw, uh, I saw a fair portion of the panels. I got to see the 40th anniversary. Uh, I saw both Mark Hamill panels and uh, part of the Ray Park panel. The I mean, I was trying to follow it all weekend in addition to like uh, 
doing schoolwork. It was interesting. It was very interesting. You know, I saw part of the Ray Park panel and I was just watching it thinking, is this, is he crazy? Like, like he's doing like demonstrations and, uh, like <laughs> he, he was all hyper and shit during the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is he like always like that? Or cause I mean, I've, I think he, he gets he struck is. by lightning. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like he is. Cause he, he's done a lot of those like star Wars celebrations, star Wars weekends, and he'll do <clears throat> some of the, the stunts and the martial arts work that he did on the movie. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's got nothing else going on. Yeah. Did he, did he talk about toad when he was toad at all? <laughs> like, did he, I don't did think he so. That? I don't think so. No. Was he upset that, was, that someone that took was... the role from him and <laughs> yeah, some later guy. on? Uh, he mentioned doing G.I. Joe. I think it was a like, very small mention. But oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was like it. Snake Eyes, right? Yeah. yeah, he was Snake Eyes. Do you, uh, did, he, did he mention at all like how he feels about Darth Maul being in like the Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars and all? And... I, I don't remember, actually. He may have mentioned That they got it. a British guy to do his voice? Yeah, I think he was disappointed uh, by that. I think he had wanted to do the voice in addition to the physical performance. I mean, whenever he talks about playing the character, he always talks about the... The two you know, lines he had. Process <laughs> and the, the two lines he had and, like, you know, the thought process behind, like, the horns and... And one moment of like using the force, like he was really excited to get to use the force. <laughs> well, look, look, I, I just wanted to defend my choice for that for a minute, if you don't sure, mind. Of course, of course, George. Uh, yes, please. I mean, you've done this before, right? With Darth Vader, you had a uh, David what what's his face David recording Prouse. lines on set without him even knowing that David they were going to be recorded later. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just a practice, I think, in movies. You know, Wedge Antilles didn't have the same voice. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, and. Look, you know, I, I really wanted Peter Seferanowitz to whatever his name is to do the voice of Darth Maul. And this is a true story. He he said so himself. You could look it up, and it's 100% true. Well, we believe you, uh, George. Mm-hmm. I, I offered him a, a gift if he took a low pay or, or no pay. I can't quite remember. Um, And he did it, and he recorded some lines. Most of them had to get cut because, you know, I, I need more Jar Jar scenes in there. So... Mm-hmm. um. So what did I give him? I gave him a Star Wars stencil set. Oh. And wow. Yeah, it's a true story. You could look it up. And he, I don't think he was very grateful for it. For, uh, it was a nice stencil set. It had Jar Jar and... and, and what? Gungans and... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, you could just, you know, you get your pencil and draw Jar Jar. Oh, oh, better I, would than have, that. oh I would have loved that. You got set. any more left There's, over there, George? I, I can rummage around uh, my garage and, and see what, you know. You know, I film my movies in my you know, my house. So you know, I got all the, all the props of the toys lying around. So, Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I thought the, as you know, Mike, you were mentioning all the, uh, George isms that I was Snapchatting. Um, mm-hmm. I, George was clearly the star of the 40th anniversary panel. Kind, mm-hmm. kind words. Thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They didn't the, let you leave. <laughs> yeah. The, the people just love me. You were kind of like the, uh, what would be a good comparison? The uh, the Andy Richter was... to Warwick Davis's Conan O'Brien. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I consider myself more of the the cool upperclassman who graduated from the high school and then like came back to visit with my leather jacket, and everyone was like, "Oh, cool! You smoke cigarettes. That's awesome." <laughs> um, I don't know, George. I I would say that you were the founder of the school, and if anything, you um. 
were the principal and the and the founder, and then you left the principal position, and now you're all at a like you know twenty year reunion or something. Yeah, but you know, I was the principal who you know, let's have our let's have our class outside today because the greatest mm-hmm. teacher is nature. <laughs> um, I also thought it was funny how George, you uh, you briefly mentioned about, and you broke this to us on uh, the show many many years ago. <coughs> About um, the little people that you kept in your basement, uh, yeah, you at know. the time at least. I know you ended up uh, letting them go. I uh, reformed. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but it seems like you have a weird fascination with little people that was uh, uh, definitely apparent on the the, the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, it's just, it's just an appreciation, Sean. No, I understand that. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and apparently, uh, George, do you remember, uh, your meeting with, uh, Richard Dreyfus? Who? You know, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. I have no idea who you're talking about. But he worked on American Graffiti with you. He was Ron Howard's best friend in American Graffiti. Oh, Ron Howard, the, the brother of Clint Howard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Ron Howard's role in the movie? In I remember American I wanted Graffiti? Clint Howard in the movie, but, you know, I had to well, settle for Ron. But <clears throat> well, well, oh, yeah, Ron... Richard, uh, Richard, Richard Simmons. Yes. <laughs> no, Richard <laughs> Dreyfus. All right. Anyway, uh, uh... <laughs> also, I uh, really quickly, um, there was another point in it wasn't on any of the panels, uh, but uh, they were doing an interview with Harrison Ford and George, you, you were actually there uh, too at the time um, standing next to him. And. They were asking Harrison Ford. They said, "Are you looking forward to the the uh, Han Solo uh, movie coming out next year?" And his reply was just, "No." <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta agree with him. You know, I I hope that the Last Jedi is the last Disney Star Wars movie. I mean, I'm going there out of courtesy. You know, I'm trying to be you know the bigger person. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, um, it's, it's terrible they're doing. Well, and also there was they sent there was a couple of people that sent um, uh, video packages because uh, they couldn't be there in person. One of them being Samuel Jackson, who was still lobbying to to play Mace Windu in a future movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, George, I know you don't have any control over that, but do you, do you have any idea what you would do with Mace Windu if you brought him back? Oh, well, he's alive. You know, he's alive. You know, so we, we've, you know, I I told him, like, yeah, he's alive. Sure, why not? Um, and you know, he's just kind of, he's kind of taking on an Obi-Wan role in a way, you know, just kind of hanging out on Tatooine with Obi-Wan. And then, um, you know, he was going to go with, with Obi-Wan to, you know, to Alderaan and all, but he had to go back from the cantina cause he left the stove on and he had to go back <laughs> and turn it off. And then at that point he missed the, uh, the Millennium Falcon. So that's why he wasn't in any of the other movies, but, oh. wow, that's a really big coincidence, George. Yeah, you know, it's 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 more fate. You know, he he wasn't meant to be on that trip with them. He was meant to or, protect the people of Tatooine from from yeah. the Empire. It's the will of the Force. Mm. Yeah, you know. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, I guess the highlight of the Star Wars celebration, which was the first teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Uh, nice little two minute trailer. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the trailer? Oh boy! I, <laughs> I know, Mike. You're not really a Star Wars guy. Did you? Did you even? Did you see the trailer at all? 
I saw it, but you know what? <clears throat> I saw Rogue One. I really liked Rogue One. I saw Force Awakens. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, this is going to be sacrilege in this group, but I liked it more than A New Hope. Um, maybe that's only because I saw A New Hope like two months before seeing Force Awakens. So I had all of the shit from pop culture stuck in my head to begin with. So the movie mm-hmm. wasn't fresh to me. And this one was, even though it sort of retreaded the same territory. Mm-hmm. This teaser itself, um, I don't know. Like, even not being a Star Wars fan, the Force Awakens teaser excited me. This mm-hmm. did not excite me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I can't say. I agree. I, didn't. I think it might... I, I think it might be it's 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 the marvelization of Star Wars now. We're getting it every fucking year and <laughs> I just don't care anymore. And because it's a thing that I didn't really care about to begin with, so that's just added to me. Yeah, it's you're on like on shaky ground already. Yeah, like it's already like whatever. I'll see it on Netflix if I want to later unless we go as a group to go see it. I'm not going to go see the movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like there's nothing in this that stood out to me that's like, "Oh my god, that's awesome." Like, yeah, we have Mark mm. Hamill, but, you know, I prefer Mark Hamill on the Flash TV show than I do in Star Wars. Mm. Uh, like, <laughs> I get, I get John, that. John Boyega did nothing but lay down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Oscar Oscar Isaac is wasted in this series. Um, yeah, it's just meh. Meh. I, th- I think uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from with the uh, lack of excitement uh, for the trailer. I think... It was a fine put together trailer. My biggest issue with the trailer is the fact that, and I know this is supposed to be quote unquote the dark uh, movie in the in the trilogy, uh, kind of like how Empire is to the original trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we have to shoot it all dark. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there were so yeah. many shots in the trailer that, uh, I you, it, like for example, you have Ray standing uh, where it's like nighttime and she's running around in the nighttime, and then you have mm-hmm. uh, Luke in the cave and you can't see shit in there, and mm-hmm. it's just like I understand uh, that you want to give it a dark tone, but that doesn't mean literally it has to look. This, this is the problem with DC movies is that Zack mm-hmm. Snyder thinks that because these are quote unquote dark toned movies that we need to shoot everything super dark, and that's just not mm-hmm. true. Um. There's there's plenty of movies that are extremely colorful that have a very dark tone, uh, and I'm not saying I mean it's it's just a, a, a teaser trailer, so that mm-hmm. does that's not really uh, indicative to what the movie could be or will be. Uh, I just thought that whoever the trailer house that put this together did a poor selection of shots that mm-hmm. for the trailer. I f- I saw like a comparison. I forget what website, but they were drawing comparisons to the Force Awakens Don't, teaser. Yeah, no, it's and it, it, like, first of all that Force Awakens quote they, unquote teaser is yeah, not actually the teaser. I, yeah, yeah. Right. I, saw just, I, I watched it and it's like, oh, it they was, chopped it up to match. They chopped all the trailers yeah. up and t- to make it seem like it's the same thing, but it really isn't. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with you, Mike, like it's becoming the Marvelization, which I'm starting to get tired of Marvel movies now, too, surprisingly. Wow. Um, I oh, never wow. thought I would say that, but I'm just I'm just starting to get tired of it. But, Joe, we um, have three this this year. <laughs> I know, and I, I hope they're not all terrible, but maybe they were going to be all great. I don't know. I have to wait and see, you know, Logan I, was great yeah. to a lot of people and I, I'm not really a fan. So, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. Is this a discussion we need to have? <laughs> No, I just, I just you didn't really, like Logan? I, I saw it again and uh-huh. I, don't know, I just have, I just have problems with it. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that at some other point. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll discuss I, that. I liked. I liked the trailer for Last Jedi. I mean, I what was stood out to me was the very beginning when she is uh, training with him, and and Luke says, "Breathe." It's just. I, I thought that was great. Uh, I wish at the end, though, that he could have said the word to instead of ta. That's the actor in me coming out. But just like <laughs> voiceover wise, I'm like, he just says it's time for the Jedi to end. I'm like, was that him? That was I, that was him. Oh. I, I believe that was him. Well, they couldn't make out was? the voice. Oh, come, I, at first, I thought it might have been Joe. like Benicio Del Toro's character because it sounded darker than how he's been. Oh, and then, and then Luke comes up he, in even the cave. when he says. And yeah, you can even see when his he mouth says move. to end, you actually see him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but. so whoever did that voiceover needs to get their speech and diction, you know, in well. proper order. <laughs> but, but other than that, I mean, it, the anticipation is not there now, I think, because it's so far away. But I think once it starts like September and once they start promoting it more, I think the anticipation is going to rise up not to the levels of force awakens obviously because that was uh, different circumstances but I-, I think the anticipation for this one's going to be uh, up there mm-hmm. i uh, you know i i just want to make my points about it if you guys don't mind oh sure um i i you know as you all know i'm, I'm not a fan of these new movies um i think they're stupid and i hate them um so this was this was no different uh, i did not like it i didn't see a single gungan in it um, well, I think they're uh, all gone, George. I, well, but why? Why? What did they oh. ever do to anyone? Well, you didn't to do try anything. to make people laugh. I, no, did I, you hear what they did to Jar Jar, George? Yeah, they made him. A, uh, they made him a fool. No, <laughs> they made. Well, I mean, that was his like archetypal role in the prequel trilogy, right? Like he was the now, fool character. That was just a crumb bum. Yeah, I mean, like they actually—they literally reduced him to a street performer on some no. Yeah, he's, he's not a cloud. He's silly, but he's not a cloud. Well, he's not yeah, a crumb no. creep. Yeah, no, you—you've described him before. He's like the fool character in mythology that that you see on the road, and you're like, ah, who is this? Yeah, but you follow him, and he takes you through the journey. Yeah, Shakespeare had characters like that. Oh know. yes. <laughs> oh yes. And, and you know, I've been called the Shakespeare of my time, so. <laughs> Really? I've never heard that. Yeah, wow. uh, uh, Tamura said that to me once. Uh, uh, oh, Tamura. Okay. Yeah, that's very, very kind wow. of you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, final thoughts. Uh, I, I know, I think the one interesting thing is the fact that uh, this is the first look that we're getting, the first teaser trailer for the movie, compared to uh, The Force Awakens, where we got the first trailer all the way back December, before, like a year before it came out. Now we're, what, like seven months out? Yeah, something like that. I don't you think it's a little weird that uh, they waited so long for this one? I don't know. I mean, I again, I think the anticipation for Force Awakens was just higher because it was the the, the first, first one in a long time, a long time, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it was the first one since the acquisition from Disney. Right, and for a lot of fans, it was the you know aftermath of Return of the Jedi, like what happened after that, and so that was the big draw as well. But Again, with this one, it's like they're supposed to start it literally, you know, a minute or so after The Force Awakens ends. So I'm, I'm, which is interesting because every Star Wars movie has some period of time passing between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And this is the one. And I mean, if you know, we're going off of what they're telling us, this is the first one where we pick up directly after, which I actually think is we're getting both because not, clearly we're going to pick up where Ray left off with Luke, which is going to mm-hmm. be immediately after. But also everything happening back on base is going to happen as she's training through a passage of time. Then we'll be a couple years in, into the future. Why even bother? Oh, Chris. <laughs> it's Ray's already better Chris. than Yoda at this point in the story. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Chris, everybody. My best friend. Hi, Chris. Yes. Hello. And congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. What are you congratulating for? I don't know. Yeah, he already it was sold just it. An appropriate thing to do. <laughs> Chris, what did you what did you think of the Last Jedi trailer? Uh, other than that, it was identical to the. No, it wasn't. It is identical to the other trailer. How? Are you re- are you referencing did the you video? You watch the side by side comparison. Chris, that wasn't the teaser trailer for the Force Awakens. That was all the trailers that were cut together to make it look like it was. Well, you know what, Sean? (laughs) (laughs) Feel kind of dumb now, don't you? (laughs) No, but I'll tell you this. I never feel dumb. Uh, I don't know. I I thought it was kind of underwhelming. We'll see. It's not really a whole lot to form an opinion on yet. Mm -hmm. My, My worry is just, you know, like... I didn't really have this problem with Force Awakens like a lot of people did with, like, following beats... Like, it's like, okay, it's by, the first one after... By Dre, yes. Um, <laughs> no, like, I didn't mind... Like, you them forgot following... about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, you know, like, following the story beats of, like, some of the other movies. I didn't really mind mm-hmm. it because it's, like, the first one in a while and, you know, yeah. kind of reintroducing you. But now we're at that point that it's it should start feeling more fresh. And the fact that it's the second movie, the main Force user is training with the wise old jedi sounds familiar the second movie and the second movie's darker and it's all about they all, go to, they all go to hoth and darth raider cuts off ray's hand oh gosh <laughs> the only thing the only thing i'll really seal it in is if lando's going to be in in this which apparently he like, might be huh it'd be cool where where is he like he's he's no he's like the, one of the you know main characters in those two movies the empire and return of the jedi so Mm-hmm. I don't know about Return of the Jedi, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he flew the Millennium Falcon. He wore Han Solo's clothes in Empire. Let's he, be honest. <clears throat> Yum Num is the one that uh, took care of all that. All right. I just oh, wanna, yeah. Can I just comment why Lando was wearing Han Solo's clothes? Yeah. Could, <laughs> why was that? Look, you know, uh, I believe in, um, you know, the, the power of, you know, movie repeating. Making. Yeah, the, I know. Yeah, the power, the power of editing. Um, and, you know, it was true to my vision. I wanted, you know, people to feel like even though Han was away, he's still there. You know, he's still he's still there. His, his ghost is there. So by having Lando wear his, wear his clothes, you know, we're seeing the familiarity. Um, you know, it's like poetry. This sort of thing repeats. All right. That didn't really answer the question, but sure. <laughs> I, I, I answered it perfectly. I, I appreciate it, George. I, I appreciate right, thank the you, poetry Mike. of it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm really liking you a lot already. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move to a, a film series that uh, Mike Dowling is very familiar with, and that being the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, oh. Yes. Mike, did you see the, the new movie? No. Uh, I'm actually going. To, this is 
Don't laugh at me. Uh-oh. I'm going to go take my grandma to see it this weekend. <laughs> <Huh. Awesome. laughs> That's great. Yeah, she she loves them. I took the I took her to see the last two. And uh, she's seen them all. Keeps forgetting who's who. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a bunch of not quite white bald guys. Well, so, I can't wait to hear how she uh, reacts to the twist in the movie, which which apparently I I heard about. <laughs> so, um, the fate Fate of the Furious has become the highest grossing worldwide film uh, film launch in history, with a total of five hundred and thirty two million dollars worldwide for its opening weekend. Wow! Hot damn! Wow! Yeah, um, and, to, people, and to think it really... doesn't. Sorry, go Sorry, ahead, go Mike. I was, and I was going to say, like, uh, to say what I did before, um, and to think, and this is like a, a legitimate like commendment for them. It doesn't star white people, and like, like I, I, I don't want to get like weird political correctness going on here or whatever, but that's just something you don't really hear about. Mm-hmm. You know, even in like China's highest grossing movie or most expensive movie and all this bullshit, like the Great Wall, like they had to go out and get Matt Damon for that. Like this. No, you have The Rock and Tyrese and Vin Diesel. How come Asian blockbusters always have to have supernatural elements to them? Actually, well, not exactly. Because they're supernatural. Well, not exactly, because China doesn't allow supernatural movies to even play in their country. Oh, That's sorry. True. A dinosaur is attacking the Great Wall. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> I wouldn't consider well, that supernatural. They, they right, it wasn't magic, but it's still bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're confusing uh, fantasy with supernatural. Mm-hmm. Here's my point: the 47 yeah. Ronin is a very famous <laughs> Japanese story. Oh yes, it's about a bunch of samurai whose lord was killed by another lord, and they went against the grain and got revenge. Very famous, very good story. Yeah. They made it about demons and then casted Keanu Reeves. What the <laughs> hell? And then it bombed. Because they did that. <laughs> and no one saw the first 46 movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can you well, imagine uh, the 47 well, Furious? Now, did 47 Ronin... I mean, I we know it bombed here. Did it bomb overseas? Uh, I will tell you in a minute. You know, because that's one of those things. Like, I, I think mean, of like Power Rangers and Trans. Well, Transformers doesn't bomb over I, here either. I would imagine so. If it's butchered to the extent that, that Chris is telling us it is, then th- th- I mean, that's awful. Like, yeah, last week or whenever that was, where I was complaining about how because it's an anime, the characters don't have to be Japanese. Mm-hmm. I don't want to act like there isn't a huge whitewashing problem with Asian actors in this country because there is. Yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I'll stand by what I said last week that just because a character in an anime written in Japan doesn't mean the character is Japanese. Just like mm-hmm. uh, we have characters written in the states about Asian characters. All right, I have an answer to your question, Mike. Um, yes. So obviously, it bombed in the U.S., which no surprise. They also, I think they, re- yeah, they released it on Christmas Day. Weird. Um, but the complete worldwide gross was 151 million, still under its original budget. Uh, it Uh didn't open in China at all. Um, and probably because of the demons or whatever, probably. And, uh, out of the 113 million that it grossed, 
the the country with the highest uh, box office for the movie was in Russia, where it made twenty six million dollars. And people only went in there to escape the Kremlin. <laughs> the Gremlins. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the previous record holder uh, for the largest worldwide opening weekend was The Force Awakens, which made five hundred twenty nine million uh, oh. when it opened. Um, and uh, but the weird part is, is that uh, even though it became the record holder for uh, worldwide uh, box office gross, it actually underperformed in the U.S. box office. Uh, it, it made ninety eight million dollars this weekend uh, domestically, which is actually 50 million less than they were expecting. Wow. Yeah. So what the hell is that? Sorry, I'm eating chocolate. Oh, <laughs> or can I have some? <laughs> yes, George. Uh, um, you know, the, these Fast and the Your Furious movies are, are are much like the cars that they drive. They keep going and going. All That's right. my Gene Shalit uh, moment. <laughs> if you say mm-hmm. so. Um, in case you're wondering, the out of the 430 million that the movie made overseas, China is responsible for 192 million of that in just one weekend. Wow. Huh. Just to put that into perspective, I believe the largest opening weekend in the U.S. ever was The Force Awakens, and it was like, what, 220, I think? And just from China alone, this made 192 in three days. Didn't The Force Awakens not do well in China? It did horribly no. in China. Yeah. Um, That's, wow. Yeah, That's same really thing. Same thing with uh, uh, Rogue One as well, and they they had the two uh, Asian leads in the movie, and they it still did not do well. Um, and it's interesting because in Episode Eight, they have another Asian actress who's playing a main character in the movie, and it seems to me like. And and also, this is predicated on the fact that Star Wars just got released in China a couple years ago. They never knew what Star Wars was because, you know, they never got the movies. Isn't the Force supernatural? Uh, in, a, in a way, it's, it's a in great a way. Mao Zedong's like, picking and choosing here. Actually, George, could you explain to us what the Force is? It's 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 a biology thing. It's a midi chlorians, and if you have a high amount <laughs> but, of midi chlorians in your bloodstream, then uh, you have the force. Oh, maybe that's it's, that's their it's, way to that get around it. Written that way just to get these movies to show in China. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Isn't it biology and religion though, George? Like you have the faith aspect with Obi Wan in the original trilogy, and then Qui Gon brings up the midi chlorians, which is the biological aspect. <laughs> look, you know, Obi Wan said a lot of things, but you could never believe him. He, you know, he's always lying. He was always making stuff up. Uh, um, he, he got me there. He, yeah, he was always making. He was. A, he was. You know, he was a pathological liar. And you know, he. You know, you can't. You know, when you when you go back, you know, to the to the prequels, you know, Qui Gon was a, a, a wise man. Um, he didn't have to lie to anybody. He, he told everybody the truth. Um, so you know, you got you got to trust his word over Obi Wan's. You know, who's who's the real trustworthy Jedi? Huh? Not anyone from the original trilogy, of course. Just the prequels. <laughs> All right, if you say so. Um, by the way, uh, real quick, uh, in case you're wondering, the other Vin Diesel movie uh, from earlier this year, the Triple X movie, um, actually <clears throat> made $180 million just in China. 
Uh, and it, it bombed in the U.S., but most of its box office just came solely from China. And now this movie starring Vin Diesel made even more in China. So I'm thinking maybe Vin Diesel is a Chinese hero. Do you think if Vin Diesel runs for president, the Chinese will make him win? Oh, you know what? I would not be surprised. I'd I vote for him. Oh, you know. Might as well. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, anyone here looking forward to the uh, new universe? What's? What? Darn Kirk? No. <laughs> no. We're past that part, George. Um, is anyone here looking forward to the the new universe universal monster uh movies that are coming out no yeah kind of kind okay so i mean well i know chris you're a fan of of the wolfman well i don't see how that applies (laughs) well it's a universal monster reboot that they tried well oh you liked the benicio del toro one yeah i don't think that's a bad movie yeah no it was fine it had some good effects beef with it I got no beef. Nice Rick Baker. <laughs> I just don't think the mummy is a really good starting point. Mm. Well, I don't know how you're gonna I feel about. I still think they like. I still think they could move forward with using Dracula Untold. That wasn't that bad. I mean, that's weird. That's a horrible thing to say. It wasn't that bad of a movie. <laughs> but uh, I didn't hate Devin, it either. I mean, yeah, it's like, like basically it starting fine. out with a Man of Steel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I guess they still can retroactively put them in because the mummy takes place modern day and the ending of Dracula Untold was modern day. So unless they rewrite a new Dracula into the mummy right now, they can still use him. I'd watch Dracula versus Batman. (laughs) Well, uh, Chris, funny you should say that because uh, Universal claims that their, quote, monster verse, which is what they're calling it. Uh, will be darker than the DC film universe. Oh, and... <laughs> like visually? No. Darker? Are we talking visually? We're talking everything. Visually, I mean, the creature from the, the creature from the Black Lagoon will actually just be a black screen. <laughs> Technically, these are horror movies, so in a way, I guess that's good. Because why would a horror movie be more lighthearted than Batman and Superman? Well, they the uh, they, they even took a a a punch at Marvel, ca- calling them quote perfect superhero movies. Is that a punch? No. Sounds like a nice compliment to me. Well, no, and like per- punched them in their perfect teeth, like preppy. <laughs> exactly, it I, was more like sarcastic. I've seen like some of like a, a bunch of the old black and white movies from like the '30s and '40s, and you know, I mean, I I can't speak for how they were viewed at the time, but. You know, I mean, they're not like super scary to me. They were, you know, they were interesting and fun. Um, I had a good time watching them, and there was some, you know, lightheartedness in in a way, I guess, um, in like some of the later movies. But um, yeah, even even when know, they crossed over, it was in a freaking Abbott and Costello movie. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I actually like can't be horror stuff. I think that's a a good way to go. I just don't think that'll make money. Like, isn't no. the whole yeah. point of of a movie about escapism and to escape real life and to have fun. Like, isn't, isn't that the point of the movie? Like, I, I think that can, that's a good point for a lot of movies. I mean, there are some movies you can use as a, as a vehicle for a certain moral lesson, but yeah, I would say for a lot of movies, that's, that's a good yeah, point, Joe. Like how well, civil war taught us about Benghazi. Oh gosh. <laughs> if you really, really want to get into it, the tones and themes of movies always kind of change as a pendulum. A good point of reference 
would be the 20s and 30s. In the 20s, everything was lighthearted and musicals and escapism. And then as the Great Depression hit, uh, we got a lot of monster movies and horror movies. Noir. And I, I, I actually kind of think that parallels no. with what's going on today. This is a perfect political climate. I, I don't think people want happy escapism. Well, then who's our current day Shirley Temple? Exactly. We don't have one uh, of those. I mean, I, I would argue maybe around. Dakota Fanning was. <laughs> like 10 years ago. But I, I think... Uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to make a you know good argument that Hayden is is the modern day Shirley Temple. Um, you know that kid can do a lot of things. He can sing. He can dance. He, he has such range. I think clearly it's Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, with the foul mouth and kick ass, it was just the, the perfect <laughs> modern day Shirley Temple. All right, uh, I drink that up too. Jar Jar, Jar is. Uh, <laughs> Also, you know, <laughs> kind of a funnier character that we've had before. So, you know, I'd like to make an argument for Jar Jar. Okay. Uh, Chris Morgan, who is the producer of the upcoming Mummy reboot, uh, said, quote, The monster movies are, are saying that everybody has a darkness in them. Uh, everyone has secrets and things they are ashamed of and don't want to say or some, something that feels monstrous and dangerous about them. We're just kind of embracing that and saying that's okay. At the same time, he stresses that while the MonsterVerse will have a decidedly grim tone, Universal is still, quote, mostly interested in just doing good films. Is he trying to tell us that Frankenstein is like a porn addiction or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but he did say that, that to, to as far as the mummy goes, to expect the typical Tom Cruise action film that fans have come to know and love. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like he's contradicting himself. <laughs> I think I think love is a subjective term here, but mm -hmm. <laughs> the the only saving grace is that I trust Universal as a film studio more than Warner Brothers or Sony. I don't so. know. They are also responsible for Jurassic World. Yeah. And Fast but... and Furious. <laughs> oh gosh. That's why I trust them. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway. Uh, moving on, speaking of things to not trust, uh, in a new interview with Empire Magazine, uh, Ridley Scott said that he is in favor of digitally de-aging Sigourney Weaver to play Ripley in future Alien films. You know, if she was what? only on a monitor, like it was like she was video conferencing someone, sure. But if she's going to be the lead or actually have a substantial role a la Tarkin, I'm not in mm. favor of that. Honestly, I'd, I'd say yes, just to see it done. <laughs> I'm very curious to know what that would look like. Oh, gosh. That's like one of those things where you know it's going to suck, but you can't look away. Yeah, but Chris, at the expense of the franchise. That franchise has been dead for like 15 <laughs> years. What are I mean, you unless, unless they decided to go full CG. Like, um, like Tarkin? No, no. I mean, like the whole movie full CG, like a fucking... Uh, Final Fantasy, but with good CG. Well, then now there's an idea. <laughs> you know, I I'm so conflicted about this this sort of thing, because on one hand it's brilliant CG and I just love CG, but on the other hand it came from a stupid Disney Star Wars movie and, and why why give them credit? Why? George. I'm the one who pioneered well CG. I, 
I mean, they've been trying to do that for a while. I mean, even like Jeff Bridges and Tron Legacy, they de-aged him. And it did but not I work. I feel like Rogue One... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rogue One was the first instance where it kind of, sort of worked. Like, for a second. And then everybody latched on to that, saying, okay, now we can de-age everybody. I would can, say you know, the first time it actually worked was in Ant-Man. That's the first time okay. I thought it actually looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Because I don't, I the the Robert Downey Jr. one in Civil War did not look good, uh, yeah. and Tarkin yeah. was too much. The Carrie Fisher one looked fine, but Tarkin actually physically moving there was limitations there. And yeah. when I first that's saw him, hard. I thought he looked good, but as it kept going, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, they're showing him more that's, and more. And that's very difficult too, like for an actor to sustain another actor's mannerisms as a character for yeah. an entire segment of a movie. I mean, that's difficult. It's also, but that's also yeah. an extreme too, because you're literally building from scratch at that point. Whereas yeah. this, you you do have things to work. You have you you have things that you can work with that will help you in the de aging process. It's a very Plus. expensive process. And but my yeah. the biggest question here is, what the fuck is he doing with Ripley? Like the whole point is, she shows up. She she's in the first Alien movie. Why would she show up in any of these prequels? There's no reason for her to show up. Well, how far are they de aging her, Sean? Does doesn't matter. I mean, they're not going to make I her mean, a baby. If she's like going to be a year old and then you know playing football or something. <laughs> you you were you playing football at a year old? I was the football at a year old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I It sounds to me like Ridley Scott is just a crazy old man, just saying crazy old man things at this point. Not, not yeah. like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you what his official quote was. Uh, he said uh, he was asked about the idea of de-aging her, and he said, quote, you could do that. So basically it's in his mind. He's thinking about it. Uh, but he wouldn't commit because he also said that uh, they're working on two treatments for uh, more pre-alien films, which apparently are being worked on by John Logan, uh, who oh, is John Lo- the famous John Logan. The famous John Logan. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're still planning on pumping these out. Uh, I, I'm still I'm very cautious about Alien Covenant. Uh, it's I, it could either be really good or awful. Um, but I think Ridley Scott needs to just go Chill. to the well, no. He he needs to go to the old folks' home and 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 rest because he's clearly losing it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right then. Does anyone have any final thoughts on on Alien? No. Uh, I I still want to see Neil Blomkamp's Alien. 5. I think it's dead at this point. Oh, it absolutely is, but I want to see that more than Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Because, I mean, at least with redoing the series from the third one, what could actually improve things as opposed to this, which just muddies the water for the rest of the series. Yeah, like this is going back to before the stuff we know, and it is going to... I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, it ruined the original for me, but like now once you make something like that canon... It, it, it's I don't know. It's just it kind of does though. Like when you see the xenomorph bashing its head into the, the spaceship, uh, doesn't it kind of take a little bit of the luster off of seeing it from the first time in, in the first movie? I mean, if if I decided to look at it as a timeline, like 
if I started to be like, okay, well now Prometheus and Covenant have to come before Alien, so if I'm going to like marathon them, then sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or if you know someone who comes into the series later, like take me for example with Star Wars, I think, oh, maybe I should go back and watch episodes one, two, and three first because they take place before mm-hmm. whatever. Then yeah, it's going to fuck. It's going to fuck up the original. But no, that's what you're supposed to be doing, Mike. You're supposed to be watching episodes <laughs> one, two, and three first because it's the first. first sorry, three. George, I forgot I, you were there. I'm sorry, <laughs> George. Okay, you know, I think that only applies to Star Wars, though, George. I, I don't uh, know yeah. how many yes. other franchises that would work for. Look, it, it works. You know, even if we just watch the one, two, and three, that's that's perfectly okay. But that, that leads mind. into four, five, and six. Well, you know, you, know, you can even skip those if you wanted. It's it's all about episodes one, two, and three. Now, really? if it's the Blu-ray re-re-re-release of the original trilogy, then then by absolutely, because that's my true vision. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole saga together. So yeah, you know, you get the Gungans in episode six. It's great. Exactly. It's all. It's all. It's uh, all poetry. It all ties together. Yeah, it's sort of thing repeats. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, this week's questions from uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and uh, we actually we have a question from uh, from Facebook. It's from someone named Mike Franz. Who does anyone know who that oh, Mike, is? Mike, is, there, is that is that like your brother or something? <laughs> no, that that's me. Oh, oh, I, I, I didn't realize I would be on the show. So I, I just, you know, I posted a question because I was actually interested in everybody's response to this particular question. Well, Mike, since it's it's only, yeah, it's only fitting if Mike does it. Yeah. Since it's your question, why don't you ask? I I will, I will ask. Okay. So being that it was Star Wars Celebration this weekend, uh, I thought it would be fun to do like a what if question. So, uh, what if there was a dunk tank and dunk tank, dunk tank, (laughs) dunk tank, (laughs) So who would you rather see get dunked in a dunk tank? Rather see George being dunked by Harrison Ford or Hayden being dunked by George? Uh, well, you know, dunking Hayden is something I do like every week. You know, we have a dunk tank, Skywalk Ranch. Chris, you could attest. It's a lot of fun dunking Hayden. Oh, yeah. He just it's a... goes for it. Yeah, he's all like, oh, man, I can't believe I fell in the dunk tank. And we laugh at him, and then we throw apples at him. Um, <laughs> so He'll catch the apples, Anakin, and he can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's all slippery and stuff, so it's slipping out of his hands, and he just has uh, terrible reflexes. So, you know, we, we got to trade him a little bit more. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm going to, you know, next week he's going to have to go on a run, but I'm going to be in, like, the backpack like Yoda, and he's going to have to run around with me on his back. Uh, uh, so, I think so uh, to your question, I, I would rather see me get dunked by Harrison Ford, because I feel like that would right. be a lot of fun. See, I'd rather, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see you be, at least be attempted to be dunked by Harrison Ford, because, as we all know, Harrison Ford is a uh, very old man, and I'd like to see him actually try to hit the target and fail miserably many times. <laughs> see, I I always hit the target when I'm the one throwing, because I use the Force. Oh. And, you know, <laughs> should I save my midi-chlorians? Yes, well, we know uh, Harrison's and... not, or Han Solo is not Force-sensitive. Yeah, no, he's not. I am. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chris, Chris is really good too with the force. I have to say, oh, yeah. he's really... pretty, pretty handy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, Mike, what do you guys think? Huh. 
Chris, you go. <laughs> I mean, watching Hayden be dunked in the tank is really just a, a fun way to spend a Friday night. No. <laughs> see, I don't know. I don't know if he would dunk. I think he would just use his jumper powers and then disappear. Oh. No, you see, that's, that's a no, rule. Right uh, if he uses jumper powers, we have to attach jumper cables to his hair, and then uh, start my. Car. I don't know how. Yeah, would that work very well with him being in a, a dunk tank full of water, though? No, we have to dry him off. I don't want him to die, but you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, we we dry him off, yeah. and then and then he has to get get jumpered, <laughs> which is funny <laughs> because he was in the movie Jumper. Mm-hmm. If I'm which, not wasn't Samuel, Samuel Jackson Samuel also in there? He yes, was. He was. Mace Windu was chasing after Anakin. <laughs> yeah. As payback for for yeah. turning on him. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert. Uh, Hayden wins. <laughs> Anakin wins. Again? Basically. Damn. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Some teams has got your number. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks for the question, Mr. Mike Franz, whoever you are. <laughs> um, we have another question, uh, this time on Twitter, uh, from at what happening. <laughs> um. All right. And uh, they asked us, What's the deal with Oval Team? The mug is round. The jar is round. Why don't they call it Round Team? You see, what what happened? These are the questions that keep me up at night. <laughs> what happening? I, I don't All have right. an answer for you. I'm sorry. I, I Were there not enough characters on Twitter to include an S with, with that name? Like, what's happening instead of what happening? I, I don't know. We'll have to tweet them. Maybe, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe... I don't mean to insult the name. I just uh, that that that's a question I have for that particular Twitter mm-hmm. user. Maybe uh, maybe what's happening was already taken. So uh, okay. Then they had to so use then... what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know uh, what happening. That that's a really good question. You know what? I I think they should call it Round Teen. We're gonna have to call the people at Oval Teen <laughs> and ask them to change it to Round Teen. Although do. Do they sell Ovaltine anymore? I have no I believe idea. So. I haven't well, seen it. You, you see, the thing is, I think uh, they have it titled as such because if you drink too much of it, your stomach becomes an oval. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. I believe it. <laughs> what does Ovaltine even taste like? I've never had it before. What is? What actually is it? Crap. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I think it, it's like a chocolate malt. Yeah, I was about to say, like, isn't it like a like, hot cocoa of some um, of sorts? Uh, you 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 can you can serve it hot, you can serve it cold. It's it's basically Nesquik, but I think it has like malt in it as well. Yeah, it's like oh, a okay. kind of thing. But they, uh, I'm sure they all par- pale in comparison to Yuhu. Oh, <laughs> oh, that nice chocolate drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for your question. Uh, what happening? Um. So, yeah, if anyone else has any questions, you can uh, send this to us. Uh, every week we answer your questions live on air, uh, especially if you have weird Twitter handles like that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, let's move on. Let's go to miscellaneous. What the fuck? Right in my ass. <laughs> yes, George, it, it did play. Oh, good. Good. It sure did play. Mm-hmm. All right. I was getting worried. I was getting worried for a second. <laughs> well, George, I actually I have a question for you. Yes. Do you want to take a guess what our first story is about? Is it a uh, Burger King? 
<laughs> yes, George, our first story is Burger King. Uh, <laughs> Burger King uh, Spain is teaming up with Sony to allow video game users to order food via their PlayStation. What? Hmm. That uh, sounds like the Burger Pizza King? Hut thing that they're doing now. <laughs> What's that, Mike? Like the, that you sounds like the King? Pizza Hut yeah. thing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Two mics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but as other Mike is saying, it would make more sense if it were like Pizza Hut, because then you could have it delivered. Mm-hmm. Right. Is this for pickup, Mike, or Sean, or? Or whoever. <laughs> uh, no, this is this is Somebody? delivered. This is delivered, yeah. Uh, delivered Burger King? Yes. Hmm. Uh, well, this is this is in Spain. It's not in the U.S. Oh, okay. Uh, the service is called Burger Clan. Uh, I can only imagine what that is. Uh, and it allows players to order Burger King online through select PS4 titles, and they have their own delivery service to your door. Uh, Chris, you know what that means? What? You know what that means, Chris? (laughs) When we we all get together and play Call of Duty, then we could get burgers, too. Yes, that's a good idea. I actually would love some burgers right now. You know, I mean, we have to move to Spain, but yeah. But that's no problem hmm. for the Millennium Falcon. No, not at all. It, you know, 12 parsecs. Uh, the, the Burger King marketing director in Spain said, quote, Burger Clan is a creative disruption in both the home delivery and gaming worlds, and it strikes a great balance between useful and fun. All right. Can't say I agree more. All right. Yeah, Joe. Would you order a uh, delicious chicken sandwich uh, from your PlayStation? If it's on the menu, then absolutely. Well, why wouldn't it be? I don't know. Is it like strictly burgers, or is it anything on the menu? I I would assume anything. Well, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, the original chicken sandwich, that is. Oh, not not hmm. the new better one. I mean, it's okay, but you know, you can't beat the original chicken sandwich. Hmm. I will say fast food selections in in other countries are very interesting. Like when I was in Ireland this summer, they had some very interesting menu items at like a McDonald's or, you know, a Burger King. So I'd be interested. Couldn't you get beer there? Uh, Like Like, at the McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, No, but there was a pub like, you know, two blocks away that you could get it at. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, I mean, yeah, yeah. There was definitely alcohol in the vicinity of any fast food joint. <laughs> well, well, Mike, you said that you were uh, you were at the Burger King in in Ireland. Were they selling the extra long buttery cheeseburger? No, they were not. Unfortunately, they were selling the extra long buttery chicken sandwich, but not the cheeseburger. Oh, okay. No butter. <laughs> uh, moving on. An eight-year-old kid from Ohio reportedly stole his father's car to make a trip to a local McDonald's. <laughs> wow. That's As we've impressive. all done. Uh, the, little boy, mean, the, the little boy was joined by his four-year-old sister as the two managed to drive to a McDonald's drive-thru a mile and a half away from their house after they learned how to drive by watching YouTube instructional videos. <laughs> wow. 
I, I mean, I'm not even mad. That's just impressive. Good, good for good for them. <laughs> um, apparently, <laughs> apparently they paid for their food with money from their piggy bank, and uh, McDonald's employees assumed what? they assumed the whole thing was just a prank. Oh my goodness! Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, the kids didn't hit a single thing while driving, uh, and uh, their wow. parents are not facing any charges for the inc- for the incident. So, no harm, no foul. But wow. I, it's just amazing what uh, what these little kids can do with technology. Right. I'd like to see them try driving a pod racer because you know that that'll mm-hmm. be the real decision if they should be in the next Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Spoiler. Well, you said. <laughs> You said one of them was eight, right, Sean? Yes, the the, the main That's, the main kid that yeah. that was driving was eight years old. I guess he was being helped by his four year old sister. Hmm. Well, that's only a year younger than Anakin. So, George, you're probably right. You know, in a year or two, he could probably be driving a pod racer as well as Anakin if he has the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's got the force, you know, mm-hmm. anything's possible. Do you think that maybe they had one on the steering wheel, one on the pedals? Oh, probably. I bet the sister was on the pedals. Hmm. Maybe. Well, they use the force to, to use the pedals. <laughs> uh, George, I know you're going to like to hear about this. Um, oh. We have a new M&M flavor being released this Halloween season. Oh. Would you like to take a guess what, what flavor that is? Well, before I do, does it turn your poop green? No, no. <laughs> it just Well, we don't know yet because it hasn't been released. Okay. Is it like grapefruit or something? Oh, no. That'd be disgusting. No, no. Wouldn't. That'd be really good. <laughs> I don't know about you never that. Had, you never had chocolate-dipped grapefruit? No. It's really good. You should try it sometime. All right. Well, if you say so. Um, the new flavor is going to be pumpkin pie M&Ms. Ooh. Yeah. It's, yep. It's going to be hitting uh, store shelves in late summer. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't been a thing yet. Well, here's the thing. Uh, since when are M&Ms flavored? I can't remember that many flavored M&Ms. Uh, crispy <laughs> was disappeared for a while. There was the ones with the pretzels, but they didn't like they, they had actual pretzels in them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Flavor, but unless they'll have actual pumpkin pie like in the middle of the. Oh, that'd be disgusting. Thing. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, moving on. A uh, YouTuber. His name is Colin Furs. Mockery. <laughs> <coughs> Hmm. Uh, he managed to build a custom bumper car that can hit up to 100 miles per hour. <laughs> wow. Jesus. I wonder if this is the same person who has the What Happening account. <laughs> I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, that, that, that would be an interesting uh, connection. Yeah, he, uh, he, swapped, <laughs> he swapped out uh, the typical engine with a motorbike engine running on 600 cc's. Um, he ended up, uh, he debuted the car on the TV show Top Gear, uh, and, uh, during multiple test runs, he was able to max out a, at 107 miles per hour, which is apparently a new Guinness world record. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. These stories are just impressive. I mean, there's, there's nothing really strange about them. Uh, I mean, other than the eight-year-old boy driving the car with his four-year-old sister, but that's still impressive. <laughs> uh, Chris, hey yeah. Chris, you know this? You know this guy? I think we just found our next competitor for the pit. 
All right, let's do it. Yeah, you know, the pit, you know, our coliseum. You know, do got you have coliseum. any rancor allergies? <laughs> I guess we have to ask him, you know, see if we could take down the rancor. There are a lot of prerequisite questions we're going to have to go through. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's got to go through the, the, you know, the process, you know, the interview and all that, so. George, since when do you have a gladiatorial pit? I've always had a gladiatorial pit. We talked about this before, haven't we? No, I don't think we so. We talked about the pod racers. You know, we never really talked about it, but you guys have been to my house. You've seen it. Have we? I don't remember that part I, of the I tour. Haven't. I haven't. Well, Mike, you know, you know, I haven't had you at my house yet, but you're, you're always welcome. You know, anytime oh, now. Thank you, know, thank you George. Welcome. As are all of you, Mike, Mike Dowling, you're, you're always welcome. Um, oh, much appreciated. So, you know, next time we guys, you know, you know, in a few weeks, we're going to have our next next gladiatorial competition. So, you know, you guys should come. Uh, I'll get your front row seats. Who's, and you who's fighting the for, uh, for this one? Well, hopefully this bumper car guy. Uh, that'd be that'd be a cool match. Um, you know, Tamur is going to be in there. Tamur is our champion right now. He's, he's had the most consecutive kills. Mm. Um, you know, I, you know, Chris, Chris is training uh, to be in, you know, to enter right now. So. Uh, you know, we get all we get, you know, we, it's you know, champions from all over the world, you know, some, some people from American Ninja Warrior and Fear Factor and American and, Gladiator, but they're all kind of old, yeah. You know, those guys are uh, weakest link, remember weakest link? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, some some winners from that. Um, you know, just people from all over the world can come in and you know, we just have the well, battles and Shinobu, that old ninja from the uh, Japan. Yeah, he's, he's, he did very well uh, his last appearance. Well, George, if you're getting people from the weakest link who have won, that technically means that you have you can get Kane because he won the weakest link. Our, our, but you know, see, Kane and I, you know, we we got some issues right now. We're, we're trying I know to there's deal some with issues, but it's bad blood there. Yeah, I isn't understand. Kane isn't Kane running for mayor or something? Yes, he is. <laughs> oh my goodness, he was on Smallville back what? in the day. He what? Yeah. He yeah, was. so was Batista. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of those like phantoms that escaped in season of the six. Opera? <laughs> <laughs> they had um they had like people escape the phantom zone that season and Batista yeah. and Kate were two of the um together two of the people. <laughs> no, separate separate episodes, oh. but Oh my gosh. I'm I'm still not over Sean's Phantom of the Opera joke. <laughs> oh, oh that would be he'd be a good uh, competitor for our our games, the Phantom of the Opera. Well, I, I will say, George, it sounds like you, you you have your own little Mortal Kombat tournament that you're doing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. It's it's a lot of fun. Is uh, is Chris, is is uh, Hayden also training to 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 fight in the in the gladiatorial pit? Uh, he's he's more of the uh, you know, like we are, you know, when you go to the rodeo and there's the clown in the barrel and um, <laughs> people people the bull chases after the cloud. Uh, that's the case, but um. We just have live hyenas chasing after him. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, Hayden does well, you know, dodging him. So, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, anyway, uh, in case you're wondering, some of uh this guy's previous work includes uh building the world's fastest stroller, <laughs> um, a a working hover bike, and apparently it's a giant butt. To fart at France. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Which I it, it kind of looks like a like a giant sculptor with a uh, with a, a giant uh, hole in it that I guess farts at France, like fr- the country of France. 
Huh. Yeah, the country of France. <laughs> okay. All right. Now that's strange. <laughs> that is strange. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, an art exhibit in Maryland is promoting full life-size sculptures made entirely out of peeps. Oh. <laughs> George, are you a fan of peeps? Oh, yes, I am. They're my second favorite Easter treat after the chocolate-dipped rabbit. But <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could ever go there to, to the, that place because I would just... Yeah, they have a lot of them. Yeah, I might, I might, I might eat them all. Uh, Did they say how many of these sculptures there are? Yes. Or is, it, is it just... Oh. Okay. Yes. Uh, the Carroll County Art Center in Westminster is, ho- is hosting the 10th annual Peep Show uh, <laughs> from, from now until April 19th and features 151 Peep-created entries, uh, including a life-sized bell from Beauty and the Beast, um, a lifelike Pikachu sculpture, and a sculpture of Pikachu's not a real person. Well, no one said these were all real people. <laughs> yeah, it's the first thing you said to us. <laughs> no, I said life size, not life like. Hmm, that's true. Uh, mm. And uh, they also have a dragon from Game of Thrones, which was apparently huh. created using seven thousand five hundred peeps. Wow, I wonder how many kids they could have fed with that. You really want to feed all those kids peeps? I meant just with the money. Oh, with the oh. money. Yeah. That's a good That's a great point. Um <clears throat> apparently the grand prize uh for the winning peep sculpture uh receives a giant plush bunny uh and a visit to the peeps factory in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Huh. So yeah. I did not realize there was a peeps factory in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Apparently, I... road trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Apparently, um, mm. all right. Uh, moving on, our final story for tonight: uh, a Massachusetts man has reached a settlement with Dunkin' Donuts after the chain reportedly sold him fake butter. Oh! <laughs> but isn't all of it fake? I mean, is that just me, or or am I the only one to have known that the the butter there is fake. Well, don't let Dunkin' Donuts hear that because uh, <laughs> you might I get mean, in trouble. You can go for a class action at this point. Mm. Well, actually, there was a class action lawsuit that was filed last month against 20 Dunkin' Donut locations in Boston, uh, and it was spawned after the man had asked for butter for his bagel, and instead was given a butter substitute. We live in a world that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys do know our Dunkin' Donuts slogan, right? Uh, everything runs on. Yeah. Did did, did, oh. Joe, did Joe put you up to this, George? I cannot confirm or deny that I was the one who oh, did it. God damn it! But, but I gotta finish. I don't know about you guys, but when I have Dunkin' Donuts, I don't feel like running at all. <laughs> I want you all to laugh now. I laughed. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome, George. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Mike's only laughing because he hasn't heard it ten thousand times. <laughs> he, That's I, that that joke kills every time, <laughs> and you know it, Sean. Oh, I know it. I learned it from the greats. Uh huh. 
Some would say they're heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the man's attorney said the issue might seem like a really minor thing, but he says that his client sued for the sake of other customers. Uh, a spokesperson for Dunkin' Donuts stated that most locations carry both whipped butter and butter substitute in individual packs. So they, t- I think it was just a clear misunderstanding, and uh, this man decided to take a stand for all. He's an American hero. Hmm. That he is. And that's all we have for this week for, for miscellaneous. Oh, great, great, wonderful. Well, uh, it's been fun hosting this episode uh, with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and before we begin our plugs, I just want to say, Mike, I have an offer for you. Which uh, Mike which, are you talking one? to? Mike Freds. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of your love of the prequels and your enjoyment of them, would you like to be, not, not officially... But go through the early processes of maybe becoming a boy. George, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, I can't make guarantees. You got to pass the, uh, you know, there's a physical exam. There's a written exam. <laughs> um, and then George, gotta, that's, oh my goodness, that's amazing. You got to learn to speak Gungan. Oh, yes. yes, yes, please. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Misa learned to speak a Gungan. Oh my gosh, she's adapting so quickly. It's wonderful. <laughs> M- Misa speak Gungan now, okie day? Oh, yes, yes. I accept, oh. George. Thank you. Wonderful. I mean, Sean and Mike Daly, you know, you guys are, you know, you're honorary boys, you know. You're, you know, you guys are, you know, you don't have to go through the process. You're honorary boys. So, you know, but, but in terms of like, like the gangster side of things, you know. <laughs> hmm. Of course, I think Mike could be of use with his his acting skills. You know, we could send him in to infiltrate some rivals. Oh, imagine him and Hayden on a covert mission together. Oh, that'd be a mm. great idea. I, I think those two would, you know, those two could find a lot in common. Those two. Mm. <laughs> Who me me and Hayden? Yeah. Or the other Mike. You and me Hayden. And Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we would have a lot in common. I, I would love to meet. Hayden. I feel like you're very very similar. The two of you. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, you know, I just got Chris, you're cool with this? You're, you're cool, you know, as my first mate, you're cool with this? Oh, definitely. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Of course. Don't thank me. You have to do the trials. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, that about does it for, for episode something of the Blah Blah podcast. Don't you want to do uh, something, George? Do I, want to, do I want to do what? Do some plugs? Uh, maybe put something on something. Oh, um, in in the words of Beyonce, if you like it, then you should have put a bow on it. <laughs> my my name is George Lucas. You could follow me on Tummy Blur at Georgie Four G sixty nine. Uh, keep up with my blog. Um, I have some good 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 things I'm posting on my blog. So, Sean, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack Show, and uh, I have a little announcement to make. Oh. Um, just a little teaser, um, but we actually, we, uh, we mentioned this very briefly last week, uh, starting next month, big news. We're going to be bringing the tournament back. Oh, Ooh. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yes, uh, we're going to be. I'm not. We're not going to give away what the uh, what the subject is, but uh, the 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 tournament is returning, and it will be starting next month. But uh, maybe next week we'll we'll announce to everyone what or who will be fighting next time. Ooh. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear, Sean. It's, it sounds like a lot of fun. It right. sure uh, is. <laughs> Mike Daly, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, why couldn't you be Jason? <laughs> you can still plug, Mike. You can still plug. Yes, well, uh, I, I, will, I will spare it for next time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Mike underscore Dowling. I don't think I've posted anything there in a while. Uh, Instagram, MF Dowling. You can see me take pictures of stuff, mostly cats. Uh, and You'll probably see me on the tournament. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Chris, my best friend Chris, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any I helpful have, tips? I have a tip of the week. Uh, why prepare for anything when everything falls in your lap when you go on Facebook? Hmm. Wise words. Well, that's wise words. Hmm. I think I'll get that tattooed on me. On my back. It's a good one. Good place yeah. for that. Thank you. Uh, Jobo, I know you don't have anything to plug. Uh, so, uh, Mike Friends, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, um, I have a Facebook page. Uh, it's my name, Mike Friends. You can follow me. Uh, I post about NBA basketball, of all things. And the playoffs Ooh. are happening right now. So, uh if I'm watching a game, I'll post about it. So if you're an NBA fan, come find me. Uh, Instagram, same thing. Uh, not NBA basketball, but just photos and, and such. And also, not about me specifically, but about uh, some of my favorite DC TV shows, like The Flash, Arrow, and uh, Supergirl. Legends of Tomorrow, unfortunately, uh, finished their season a couple weeks ago. But those shows are all coming back next week. On the CW, 8 p.m., Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So if you're a fan of DC TV, much better than the movies, check them out. Do you work for Greg Berlanti? Oh, gosh. Greg told me that my pitch was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, Mike, who do you have winning (laughs) the uh, NBA championship? (sighs) That's tough to say. Well, I mean, it's Golden State, obviously, but I don't want to say that just because they're the front runner. But I mean, at the end of the day, that offense is a juggernaut. And with Kevin Durant on the floor, they can also play some defense. I mean, he makes up two people. You know, they traded mm-hmm. away Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut just to get Kevin Durant. <laughs> Chris, who do you have winning the championship? Of what? <laughs> of basketball. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> who do you have winning the next uh, tournament in the pit? You know, I think if you can tune up uh, the Evandroid, it's got a pretty oh, no. good shot. Oh, you know what? Uh, I don't know why we didn't think of putting him in there. We could make him a giant robot thing. Some laser hands and like a lawnmower backpack. <laughs> yeah, and he can shoot lasers with his eyes. And uh, that seems unfair, though. Right? Why not? Well, we have the right core. We have uh, we have kaiju. Sean, if it's unfair, 
then he'll lose. That's how this works. No, I mean unfair for other people. No. Put your faith in the force, Sean. If it wasn't (laughs) meant to be, it won't happen. It's all about about skill, Sean. You you know, you pit you know, David versus Goliath. And and, you know, a lot of times David wins. Sometimes Goliath wins in these things. Um, but you know, a lot of times the Davids win. And I'm sure you'll tell me that you know David and Goliath, you know? That'd be a good matchup. Yes, we've established this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that about does it. Thank you all for listening, and I hope hope you enjoy uh, whatever it is you're doing. Wow, that was a terrible outro. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, what, Sean? I, I, I try... I try and Come I on, try. Come on, George. <laughs> Aren't you a writer? Come on. <laughs> I'm a brilliant writer. Come on, give us one of your brilliant lines to take us out with. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, ready? I'm going to try it again. Ready? Thank you all for listening. I am George Lucas, and this is Pod Racing. <laughs> okay, I was, was going to say... Uh... Wouldn't it be podcasting? Oh, I gotta do it again. <laughs> you okay, ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. I'm George Lucas. Thank you all for listening, and this is podcasting. <laughs>